Praise the Lord. I will praise you. I will. I. One of the greatest dangers in praising God is when we think it's about us. Because if we're really honest, what we think of as being great praise or amazing worship, or even, dare I say it, real worship, is more often than not simply a reflection of who we are. It reflects more about my preferences, my style, what moves me and what connects with me. Yet the invitation to praise God has not got that much really to do with who I am, with what I like, with what I dislike. And it has even less to do with whether or not I am good enough to praise God, whether I'm worthy enough. I will praise you. I will praise you, God, because you're worthy. My praise isn't great or amazing or real because it reflects me, but rather because he is worthy. His works inspire all. Everything that he has done is just and is faithful. Everything about his character is compassionate, generous, merciful and gracious, even when mine isn't. In fact, especially when mine isn't. His word is trustworthy and his promise is unbreakable, even when my words fail and my promises are frequently broken. He is the centre of all our praise. When we become centred on him, even as unworthy people, we become worthy. Why? Because we become who we worship. Whoever or whatever occupies the primary place in our lives is going to shape our lives. Whatever you give primary importance to this day is going to shape your day. Whoever occupies the primary place in your heart and your affections will not just shape your heart, but is going to shape your time your actions, your decisions, your diary, your preferences, your will, your money. The whole of who you are, shaped by the whole of who God is. This is real worship. I will praise the Lord. I will. I. Yet, not my own. The psalmist brings the whole of his heart into the company of the upright and the faithful. Maybe you're reading or listening to this on your own, but you're not on your own. You're one of many others listening to this passage this day. The psalmist knows the wisdom of bringing his praise of God into the company of others. Why? Well, on our own, we're more vulnerable. We only have our own strength, our own wisdom, our own intellect. We can only see the world through our own eyes. The problems are much bigger when we cannot call upon one another. On our own, we're more likely to be self-righteous than wholly righteous. We need the encouragement, correction, blessing and challenge of one another. We do this life of faith together because we need each other. On our own may even be a form of idolatry, of self-worship. We were created to be in relationship with God and in relationship with one another. We go our own way when we try to sever the links with God, but also when we sever the links with others, even when done seemingly in God's name. It's amazing how rejecting the people of God leaves us worshipping in the house of me. All of my preferences, my tastes, my lists of what's right and what isn't, what works and what doesn't. One of the healthiest correctives to wrongful praise is to praise in the company of others. If we dislike their style and tastes, we learn about patience and kindness. If we've fallen out with them, we learn about reconciliation and forgiveness. 
If we are miles apart in years, we learn from those who have walked the path before us and those who are new in the way. This is God's gift. And it breaks his heart when we justify our division by naming our preferences and tastes as being real worship. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart, but I will do this with all of his people. I become who I worship. We become the body of Christ. His works, his character, his word, shaping what we do, who we are, and how we live as his people. To him and to him alone belongs eternal praise.